Level G Racing Podcast. Here is your host, Gerald Travato. Good evening, everyone, and thank you guys for tuning in for another episode we have. We do have Breeding Cups weekend coming up. And what a weekend do we have set for us? I mean, these races are tough. We got some real tough races. Um, I think post time starts Friday at 11 a.m. We got a 10 race card and the first Breeders' Cup race starts in the sixth race. Tonight, I'm going to break down the sixth to the 10th. I have some long shots that I really like in a couple races. And I mean, this is the best of the best. And with these races and these some of these young horses, anything could happen. There's a lot of room for improvement, and there's a lot of room for if you mess up one little thing, you might not even be in the, close to it. So I'm going to break down a couple of horses I like, definitely horses that are coming overseas that I think you should look at in the paddock. Um, I did a lot of handicapping on this. I started two weeks ago. Um, I've also been clocking horses for Bruno with the Works. Definitely check out his stuff. It's www.brunowiththeworks.com. You could also link up through um, my website, which is www.doublegracing.com. He has great stuff. You definitely should take a look at it and purchase it. I mean, ever since I've been introduced to him and been working for him, he taught me a lot and really stepped up my game in handicapping as well as how I look at horses and how to um, pick them. You know, so let's jump right into it. It's been a long week. I feel like it already should be Friday, but I'm very anxious for Friday to come. I can't wait for it, but I want to jump into the races ASAP because do I have some long shots that I really like so you guys could cash in some winning tickets this weekend and I'll give you that extra leg up so you do so. To kick things off with the first Breeders' Cup race of this year, we will start it off with the five and a half furlongs juvenile sprint. And this is for two-year-olds, and the purse is $1 million, going five and a half furlongs on the turf. Last year, Irad Ortiz and Wesley Ward teamed up and got the victory last year with four-wheel drive, taking it wire to wire. And they will try to do the same here with the outside post with the number 14 Golden Pal. Comes in here for Wesley Ward at 8-5 to five with Irad Ortiz aboard. And this duo will try to win this race back-to-back years. He Wesley Ward is actually stacked in this race. He's actually running four in here. And I really think they all have a shot. I think this is going to kick off. This is a great race. This is a great race to kick off the Breeders' Cup. I mean, this is a real tough race. I'm going to break down a couple horses for you. A couple of them faced against each other last time out. And some didn't. Um, this, there's a lot of speed. A lot of speed in here. But you are going to need speed going five and a half furlongs over at Keelan. Now you got Golden Pal's going to try to take the lead on the outside, of course. Golden Pal comes in here off a 92 by figure over at Saratoga after returning from Ascot where he finished second in a grade two North Fork over at Ascot, just missing. And then he won the Skidmore Stakes over at Saratoga going five and a half furlongs with Irad aboard that day as well. And this horse is coming in here three for three in the money, one win and two seconds. And it's two for two in the money going this distance with a victory last time. And that's second two back over at Ascot. So he's definitely going to be tough to be in here. But can he come all the way from the 14 post and get the lead with a lot of speed in here? The number 11 into the sunshine also comes in here for the Wesley Ward barn. Raphael Bihara is aboard. 15 to one more in line. 
horses cutting back in distance, which which I really like. Last time out, running in the grade two bourbon, going a mile and a 16th on the turf, showed some early speed and finished fourth. Only lost by three lengths, but did lose to Masapu, who will be running later, as well as Abarda. So, I mean, this horse is cutting back to that five and a half furlongs. Two back went six and a half, finished second, showing some early speed and just missing. And then three back, five and a half over at EIP, one by three lengths with Bahario aboard that day. So, Rafael Bahario does a great job. He's been doing a fantastic job over at Keelan lately. And he's an aggressive rider. And watch this horse definitely try to take the lead and try to take this wire to wire. We'll love the cutback in distance, I think. And I think he's going to be real tough in here. Um, another one that has a lot of speed right to the inside of him is Bodeheimer in the 10 spot going out for Valerie Lund. Last time out going five and a half furlongs over the surface. Got the win in the Indian Summer 150K Stakes. He actually beat um, the number five in here, Kalman, that day. And then also two back. He did lose to Kalman, but did have some trouble throughout that race. But this horse comes in here three for four with three victories, one for one over the surface, and two for two going this distance. I mean, this horse I think is going to be very tough and has some early speed. And you get and you get Brian Hernandez Jr. back in the saddle for the third time. Another horse in here that has a lot of speed and actually adds blinkers today will be the number seven Mamos. Comes in here second time off the layoff for the Christopher Clement Barn. And last time out was going six furlongs on the turf over at Belmont in the grade three for Charity, who actually finished third, lost to second of July, who's in here, as well as after five, who finished second, finished right behind them, only lost by one length, though. Ed's Blinkers today and comes in here second time off the bench, has been training over at Belmont with the Blinkers on, and has been looking very well. I like how Manuel Franco stays aboard. This horse is also 15 to 1 more than 9. I mean, if he's at this price um, going off at post time, I would definitely take a look at him and definitely put him in your exactors or triples. This horse has a real good shot in here. The number 7, Mamos. Also, two who I briefly spoke about. The number 8, Amanzi Zapolo, comes in here for the Wesley Ward Barn as well. One last time out over at Santa Anita. Just winning the speakeasy 102k stakes is three for three in the money going this distance with two wins and one third. And it's three for three lifetime with two wins and one third as well. He actually beat the number two in here, Win City Ready, who comes in here for the Jonathan Wong Barn. He actually finished third out of that race. But I mean, this horse has been training very well for the Wesley Ward Barn. Wesley Ward knows where to place his horses. He's got a ton of them in here. And you get Luis Saez back aboard after getting the win with him over at Santa Anita. The one I really like in here and has been impressive since day one is the number 13, second of July. Comes in here for the Philip Gleaves Barn and is two for two lifetime. After getting the victory over at Belmont going six and a half furlongs first time out, being 68 to one. Showed a great for a great debut. I mean, excellent debut. Then came back in the grade three for charity, and he was fifteen to one that day, and won again with Dylan Davis aboard. Comes in here two for two. Dylan Davis stays aboard. This horse can run on and off the pace. I think he's going to be very dangerous today, trying to make it three straight in a row and stay undefeated. And right now he's sitting at eight to one more in line. I think he'll get a price. I think he'll stay around 8-1 to one, or you might even get a little bit more out of him considering all the Wesley Ward horses in here and the big favorite Golden Pal to the outside. And then the last Wesley Ward horse I wanted to speak about in here was the number 9 after 5. Comes in here 
um, after finishing second in the grade three for charity, right behind second of July, but beating the number seven Momos in that race, closing on strong. This horse is the closer. There's a lot of speed in here. It's going to be tough for closers to close five and a half over at Keelan, unless they're at a decent uh, spot. You know, Jose Ortiz does get off the four country final to ride here. So he does get off the four, the four to ride F, uh, the nine after five. And I think this horse, six to one, decent price. 78 buyer, puts him right in the mix. I mean, Bodie Mice is really sticking out to me at eight to one with a nice 82 buyer. I think the second best buyer in this class but i mean i'm gonna stick to my guns and i said once i saw second of july win that race i said i'm betting him no matter who's against him so i definitely like second of july and then i'm gonna play around and uh see who i like in the paddock but i'm also with these there's a couple of horses shipping in from overseas with horses shipping over in from overseas i like to see how they look in the paddock as well as warming up you want to see how they travel so when that means when they travel, when they ship, usually they lose three to four pounds. So you want to see how they ship over to the United States, how they look. I mean, the number one Mighty Gura comes in here for Holly Doyle, 20 to one. I mean, three for six in the money lifetime so far with two wins and one second, not too bad. You also got the number three Lipizzaner comes in here for the Adam O'Brien board. I mean, I heard a stat today, Adam O'Brien has ran 32 runners over at Keelan when the Breeders' Cup has been at Keelan and has not won out of, thir- out of his last 32. So that's a big percentage. He does get Ryan Moore that go-to riderships over here to ride. And I mean, I like to see him in the paddock warming up, see how he looks. And then you also, too, have the number. Then you also have the number six. You better believe it. Ships in here for the Neil Tingle Barn. Comes off, comes in here off a nice win over at Great Britain, over at Doncaster, or with a grade two win. Is three for five lifetime and three for four going this distance. I mean, this horse could possibly run. Let's see how he looks in the paddock and warming up as well. You also get the rider R. Scott shipping over to ride today as well. So that's a good thing. But definitely, I mean, this is a real tough race. I mean, real tough race. A lot of speed in here. Definitely want to see how they look warming up and in the paddock. But I would definitely keep an eye on the number seven. Mamos at 15 to 1. Comes in for Christopher Clement. Second time off the bench. The number eight. Amazing Yampon. Louis Sai is aboard. 15 to 1. Wesley Ward. Front should be stalking the pace. 72 buyer, I, I I pressed them out as. And then the nine after five, um, six to one morning line is a closer with a lot of speed in here. Jose Ortiz in the saddle today gets off the four to ride. Nice 78 buyer. And then the number 10, Bonnie Nimer comes in here for Lund Valerie with a nice 82 buyer. I really like this horse. This is my probably second to third top pick in here after 2nd of July and Golden Pal with a nice 82 as well as one for one over the surface, which I really like when horses run over the surface and go in this distance and gets Brian Hernandez to stay aboard. And you get decent price, 8-1 to one morning line. I like that. And then number 11 into Sunrise. Definitely keep an eye on this one as well. I really like this one at 15-1 to one with Rafael Bahari aboard and the cut back in distance, which I think will be perfect. And then, of course, the number 13, 2nd of July, and the number 14, Golden Pal, to start things off for this 2020 Breeders' Cup weekend. 
What a great race to start it off with. And you could really possibly see a nice big bomb hitting it off in this first leg. As we jump over to race number seven on the card, this is going to be the grade one Brutus Cup Juvenile Turf presented by Coolmore America. And this purse is $1 million. And this is going to be going a mile on the grass. This is a real tough race as well. I mean, we got to field the 14 in here. And then we also have some also eligibles. Um, the horse I really like is Matazabak. Actually won over here last time out with Luis Saez aboard for the Todd Pletcher barn. When trying the turf for the first time as well. And got off to a slow start. But coming around the bend just kicked into extra gear and just watch, just ran around the field. Six to seven wide and closed on strong. Went by two lengths. And that was a grade two bourbon. I mean, you had some good horses in there. You had a big compact field. He did, he did beat the number three, Aparta, who came in there for Brad Cox, who actually closed on strong as well to finish second. Aparta comes in here at 12 to 1 more than line for the Brad Cox barn. Coming off a nice 71 buyer. Got off to a bad start, like I said. I mean, adds blinkers today. I think he'll for, be trying to forwardly play some coming from that inside three post. Two for two in the money. Um, this horse definitely has a shot, uh, as is many other. Um, this horse definitely could take a big step forward today, third time out for the Brad Cox barn. And then you got the number four public sector comes in here for Chad Brown. You get Irad Ortiz in the saddle today, who has been in the saddle, uh, first time out winning over at Saratoga going a mile and a 16th, um, in a maiden special with a 72. Then last time out ran over at Belmont going a mile and a 16th in the pilgrim grade two, scoring a 76 buyer. So steady from the first race, but finishing second right behind fire at will who's actually in this race in the number seven spot for the Michael Maker Barn, who's actually coming off a real nice wire-to-wire win in that grade two pilgrim. And he's coming off two victories in a row. I mean, this horse is now cutting back to that mile distance, should be gunning for the lead. Not that much speed in here, I don't, I don't think. And you get Santana Jr. in the saddle for the first time. I think this horse is very dangerous and definitely keep an eye on him. The number eight out of door comes in here for the Wesley Board Barn as well. This horse has won his first two outings over at Saratoga. was his first time main special way to fit at 72, winning by two lengths. And then over at Kentucky Downs, which Kentucky Downs, if you go, he went six and a half. If you're going six and a half at Kentucky Downs, I think it's more like a mile. Because that that stretch drive is so long. You got some so many hills. Very tough to win over at Kentucky Downs. And when I see horses running over at Kentucky Downs and run well, I always bet them next time out or I really like them. So you got another Wesley Ward barn coming in, in here undefeated. You get Jose Ortiz in the saddle for the first time. Irad does get off him to ride to stay on the number four public sector, just so you know. Um, definitely keep that information. Um, but this horse out of door eight to one is definitely going to be right in the thick of things who possibly should so show some early speed as well. Um, you know, Wesley Ward knows how to get his horses out of the gate and get them running right away. The number 11, I really like as well. Gretzky, the great comes in here for the Mark Cassie barn off a real nice victory in the summer grade one over at Woodbine. I mean, this horse has won three in a row, three straight as a two year old. Um, first time out, finished second, only lost by, by one length, but lost to ready to repeat very well and a very nice horse. Then won three in a row. He beat ready to repeat last time out. 
and he beat a good bunch last time out, and then two back he also beat Into the Sunrise, um, one of Wesley Ward's horses that we just spoke about that's in the race before. Horses coming in here four for four in the money lifetime with three wins, one second, one for one going this distance, and three for three over the over a turf course. You can't keep this one off your ticket. Eight to one morning line. I mean, this horse has won three in a row, every taking a step forward every race, scoring a highest buy of 82 last time out, putting them right in the bunch of this horse, right in the thick of things with these horses. Um, I think this horse should be sitting right in the front and stalking the speed in here, and is coming off some real nice bullet works in the AM. Comes in here for the Mark Cassie barn, you get Tyler Gaffleone aboard, and it's going for the Gary um, Gary Barber barn, as well as the Clips Thoroughbred partners. So, I mean, this is a real tough field. Then you got also Ibekuyo coming in here for the Peter Miller barn. You get F Flavian Pratt aboard today, 20 to one more in line. Peter Miller has very good stats at um, on a Breeder Cup, Cup day. He wins races at big prices. Definitely keep an eye on his horse. He is the number 10 in here, Ikebo. Um, Coming off a 67 buyer and definitely needs to take a step forward, I think, to be able to be right in the thick of things in this race. But definitely keep an eye on him. Definitely has a shot. And then you also have some horses shipping in here that I want to take a look at in the paddock and warming up with the one seal away. Comes in here. Um, six for six in the money so far. He's young, four wins, one second, and one third. I mean, he, he's been doing very well, can be very dangerous from that inside post at eight to one. Then you got the number two, new mandate comes in here. This is the horse that I really like that shipping in, um, is coming out of the number two spot, but you get Frankie DiBittorio, who actually won the title over there for the jockeys. And comes in here with three wins in a row. And then before that, two-thirds. I mean, hasn't hasn't lost a race in his career so far farther than two lengths. He's five for five in the money with three wins and two seconds. One for one going this distance. I mean, let's see how he ships over here. He's 12 to one more than line. Dettorio board has been aboard. I think this horse could be very dangerous in here after winning the grade two Judge Royal. Lodge stakes over at New Market. And I mean, running over there is very tough, but like I said, let's see how they ship over here and how they look in the paddock. Then you got the number five as well that's shipping in here for Mrs. Harrington. The number five is Cadillac. And he ran over at New Market in the Darley Durid stakes and finished fifth, only lost by four lengths, but two back, one, and then three back, finished second, and then one on his debut by nine lengths, which was very impressive going seven furlongs. But he is stretching back out to that mile distance where he is one for one. And he's also three for four in the money lifetime with two wins and one second. Six to one morning line, a little short for me. But let's see what he looks like in the paddock and see how he ships over here. But my top two picks in this race, I like the number 11, Gretzky the Great. I think he's going to take a big step forward. And if he's at eight to one, that's a give me. And then my other top pick in here is the number six. Uh, coming here for Todd Pletcher, and you get um, Luis Saez back aboard. One first time on the turf last time in the grade two bourbon over here at this turf course. But I also am going to look at the horses that I just talked about. I definitely want to see how they look in the in the paddock and warming up before I decide who I like on my top four selections. And I would definitely go deep in this race because this is going to be a very tough race as well.
As we jump over to race eight on the card, this is going to be the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. And this is a grade one purses. The purse is $2 million. And this is going to be going a mile in a 16th on the dirt. We have a small field here with a field of seven. And right now your favorite is the number seven, Princess Noor. I mean, I know he's coming in here for the Bob Baffert barn. Bob Baffert knows how to win races, but his win percentage over at the Breeders' Cup at Keelan, no less, is not too good. I mean, and this horse has been facing against short fields. I mean, I know this horse is three for three, coming off a nice buyer, winning by eight lengths, six lengths, and then two lengths on his de on her debut. But I mean, this filly, I mean, I think she's okay. She's coming off a 78 buyer. I mean, a field of, how many, a field of five in that race. Uh, two back, a field of six, a field of seven on her debut. She did win a grade one and a grade two already. But, I mean, I don't think she's that good to definitely win this race. I think there's definitely other horses in here, like the number one, Simply Ravishing, coming in here, one of the two Kenneth McPeak horses that are running in here. This horse ran this distance last time out over here at Keelan, one by six length, taking it wire to wire. One for one going this distance, one for one over this course. A nice 89 buyer. That's way above the 76. Five to two morning line. You get Luisa is back aboard. Luisa has been aboard this horse since day one, winning three in a row. I mean, what else can you ask from, from this two-year-old filly? Simply ravishing. I mean, of course, they at the office is definitely going to be tough in here too. Coming off a nice 80, 95 buyer, I'm sorry. Soon going to be stalking the speed in here. Coming off the grade one, uh, Fretzy over at Belmont going a mile. First time stretching out. I think I think she'll handle the mile and a 16 fine. I think she should be right in the thick of things at 5-2. to two, Junior Alvarado staying aboard. And, I mean, she's undefeated as well. First on her debut at Gulf. She has ran over three different surfaces as well. Different tracks. Gulfstream, four and a half, one by four lengths. Then ran over at Saratoga going six furlongs, one by six. And then over at Belmont going a mile, one by two. All coming off decent layoffs as well. So I think coming here for Timothy Ham, this horse is definitely going to come in here fit, ready to rock and roll. And should be, I think she's going to win the race. But if she's going to be going off as, I thought she would be the favorite in here. If she doesn't go off as a favorite, I might better. But I really like Simply Ravishing. That's really my top selection here. I think the number two Vesquist coming in here for the Robert Reed Barn can get a thick of, can get in the thick of things. Luis Saez was aboard the last two outings. Gets Rosario aboard considering Luis Saez does get off the two to get to stay on the number one. Simply ravishing. And then you also have the number five girl daddy comes in here for Dale Roman. Joey Talamo has been aboard the first two outings on her. And on her debut, she won by five lengths. Last outing, she scored a nice 82 and won by two lengths going a mile. So who says girl daddy can't run a mile on a 16th? She's at Uncle Mo. I think she should be perfect for this distance. So I, even though it's a small field in here, it's going to be tough. I don't think the seven's going to be anywhere close in the top three. I like the number one, Simply Ravishing. I like the three, Day Out of the Office. And I like the number five, Girl Daddy, coming here for Dale Romans. I think those three horses... And the two. I like the two, too. Coming here for Robert Reed. Coming off some nice works. Come, gets a nice work over here, over at this course before um, running here. But also does ship very well. I mean, she was she stationed at that park. She ran over at Saratoga. She won. 
by nine lengths, ran over at Belmont and finished second today at the office. So those are my those are my selections. I like the one, the three, the two, and the five in here. I'm gonna see what the odds are, how they look at before post time. I think the best value in here might be the number five girl daddy, or maybe the one simply ravishing. We'll see. But those are my picks for race number eight in the juvenile Phillies going a mile and a 16th on the dirt. Let's jump over to race number eight. As we jump over to race nine on Friday's card at Keelan, this is going to be the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies turf going, and this is a grade one, going a mile on the turf and the purse is $1 million. This is a tough race in here as well. I mean, we do have a field of 14, and then we also have two also eligibles. And the number seven actually is also scratched already. So I think we might see Invincible Gal or Snowfall get in into this race as being the two also eligibles. But do I have a long shot in here that I like? The number 13 Union Gals comes in here for the Todd Pletcher Barn 20 to 1. Jose Ortiz gets aboard. This is my long shot of the Breeders' Cup. I love this horse. Been trading very well over at Belmont. Really digging in on the dirt over a wet surface, whatever it is. I mean, this horse really knows how to run. Um, I think this is a classy filly. And I think she'll do whatever you ask her to do. I mean, it's not going to be easy. I mean, she is 30 to 1. I definitely play her across the board. But Todd Pletcher knows where to place his horses. She could have ran in a couple other races, other Breeder' Cup races. She decides to come here. She did finish second last time out to Royal Approval, who's in here. That was going six furlongs in the grade three. Matron over at Belmont. Um, she showed some early speed. She did have Luis Saez. Luis Saez, I don't know. I think Luis Saez gets off to ride the six, which is also a pretty decent long shot coming in here and shipping in from overseas, which we'll get to, but... This horse is coming in here third time out for the Pletcher Barn. Two back finished third. Lost to Simply Ravishing, who's running in the race before we just spoke about. So it's a three for three in the money. Tried the turf for the first time last time, and she ran very good. I think stretching out to a mile, I think she will love. And I think she's going to be very game at 30 to one with that outside poke. But then again, you do have a couple heavy shooters in here. Wesley Ward. Sends out two in here that are going to be very tough. Um, you got the 11 Royal Approval, who we just spoke about, who actually just beat Union Gabs uh, by a length last time out over at Belmont. Irad Ortiz gets a, stays aboard, actually gets off the 14 editor at large, I think, to ride this one. I mean, he's could have went into other races as well. He comes in here off of two nice victories, two back over at Kentucky Downs, love Kentucky Downs when they win over at Kentucky Downs, one by six lengths, and last time, one by just one length over at Belmont. I mean, I think 10 to 1 more than line, and I ride Ortiz aboard, I like that a lot. Definitely, I think the number 10, Campanelli, coming in here for Wesley Ward, I think this is a much better filly. I like how she ran out Gulfstream once going five, one by three lengths, Wesley Ward ships a right to um, Ascot, won a grade two race right there, then ran, him in a grade, ran her in a grade one, the Pricks Meyer grade one over in France, and won by two lengths with DeTorio aboard. DeTorio is aboard again, three for three, and I think this horse is very good. I mean, I think she is phenomenal. 
and I think she'll run phenomenal again. But once again, these races with all these good horses, anything could happen. One bad move, you know, one step, stutter step, you're, you're not facing regular company fields. You're facing all good, very talented horses. So you have to have everything fall in the right place. The number nine, Mandon, comes in here for the Simon Callen barn. Um, three straight wins in a row, going a mile on the turf over at Del Mar and Santa Anita. And then you also have the number 12, Spanish Love Affair. Comes in here for the Marcassi Barn. They had very high hopes on her last time after coming off two nice wins over at Gulfstream. Last time out over at Keeneland. She was going a mile on a 16th, though. I'll give her all that. In the grade two Jasmine, she showed some early speed, stalked, and finished second. Lost to Ann Pearl, who's actually in this race and is the number five in here for the Brad Cox Barn. So, I mean, they are coming back to that mile distance. I think she prefers the mile distance. She's two for two and she is. Three for three lifetime, but that was at Gulfstream. I mean, I think it was less comp- uh, easier company, but I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. She went a mile and a 16th. I think she likes a mile better, and I think she'll run pretty well here for the Marcassi Barn, and you get Tyler Gaffion in the saddle for the second time. And then let's jump to the inside horses. You got Alda coming in here for the Grand Motion Barn, 12 to 1 morning line. It's coming in here 4 for 4 in the money so far. Two career wins, one second and one third. And she's been shipping every time she's ran. She ran over, she shipped over to Belmont. Then she shipped over to Woodbine. I mean, she ships very good. She's coming off 78 buyers. She definitely has a shot in here. Four for four in the money on the turf. And then you got right to the outside of her. Plum Alley comes in here three for three. Coming off a real nice win in the Miss Grillo grade two over at Belmont going a mile and a 16th. I mean, this horse has been lighting up the tote board three in a row, winning by two lengths in every start. The one thing is, though, do they give Rosario the the mount back, or does Jose get off to ride the number 13 Union Gaps, who's my long shot? That's the question mark. And only, the only ones that know is the connections. (laughs) But, and then you got to the outside of her, you got Ann Pearl, who actually... Took it wire to wire last time out over the surface in the Jasmine Grade 2, who we just spoke about. Scored a nice 83 buyer, winning by two lengths with Falangero aboard. I mean, now she cuts back to that mile distance. Didn't have a problem first time out in a main special weight over at Churchill, going a mile and winning by five lengths. So she's going to show some early speed as well. So this is a real tough race, real tough, compact field. Um, also to another horse to look at is Mother Earth comes in here for Ryan Moore and uh, Aiden O'Brien Barnes 20 to 1 more online um, and then you also have the one shipping in here from overseas and the number two definitely want to take a look at them see how they shipped over going to look at them in the paddock and warming up but my long shot pick in here is Union Gaps I think this horse runs very huge today for the Todd Pletcher and Jose Ortiz gets aboard for the first time at 20 to 1. Oh, also, I forgot about the number six, Nazuna. Comes, ships in here, and Luis Saez gets aboard. Luis Saez has been riding the number 13 for Todd Pletcher. I don't know if he gets off the source to ride the number six, but ships in here from GB and has been right in the thick of things in all of her career outings. And you get Luis Saez getting aboard, one of the best. I think Luis Saez is going to have a very good Breeders' Cup year. I think he is on a lot of good horses. 
Uh, Karen McLaughlin's his agent, does an excellent job for him, and he's an excellent rider. But, like I said, I'm rooting for the number 13. Union Gables is my horse, and I think the number 10, Campanelli, is definitely the horse to beat in here. As we jump over to Friday's nightcap on the Breeders' Cup card over at Keelan, this is going to be going a mile and a 16th on the dirt. And this is the TVG Breeders' Cup Juvenile presented by Thoroughbred Aftercare Alliance. And this is a grade one purse is $2 million for Colts and Gelded two-year-olds. The favorite we have in here is the number seven Jackie's Warrior. Coming in here, seven to five morning line. I mean, this horse has... Four straight wins and has won, ran and won phenomenal. I mean, first out and winning by two lengths over at Churchill Downs, going five. Then over at Saratoga in the grade two, one by three. Then the hopeful, one by two lengths. And then the grade one champagne over at Belmont scored a nice hundred buyer, one by five lengths. But that was not going a mile and a sixteenth. I don't know. I don't know if this horse could go a mile and a sixteenth. We shall see. You got Joel Rosario back aboard, of course, for the Steve Asmussen barn, who's always very strong and always dangerous. I mean, I'm not going to put all my eggs in a basket on a 7-5 shot in a field of 14 horses in here. Um, that has not gone a mile and a 16th. Definitely not me. I like a couple in here. I like the number five essential quality, of course. I mean, this horse is coming off two real nice victories. First over at Churchill Downs in a 98 main special weight, winning by four lengths for the Brad Cox barn. And then last time out over at Keelan, going a mile and a 16th in the Breeders' Cup Fugitive Grade 1 race, winning by three lengths and really taking a big step forward from a 69 to an 88 buyer. Two for two lifetime. Comes in here for Brad Cox and Luis Saez gets aboard for the Godolphin Stables once again after winning on him last time over the surface. So this horse comes in here two for two, one for one over the surface, and one for one going this distance at four to one. I'd rather take my odds on that, but I also like another a couple other ones in here. I like the number four, Likeable, comes in here for the Todd Pletcher Barn, going out for the Rapoldi and the St. Ellis Stables. Um, this horse ran last time out, going a mile over at Belmont, and it was in main special weight, but won by eight lengths, showing some early speed, and really being handwritten through the finish line. Johnny V, Hall of Fame jockey aboard today, and then you know how they do, Todd Pletcher and Velasquez, they are dominant together. And I think this horse will take another big step forward. He ran a 54 buyer first time out, finishing second, and then ran a nice 81 second time out. The Pletcher Barn knows where to place their horses and how to get them ready. This horse has been training excellent in the mornings over at Belmont, and I think he takes another big step forward today at 15 to 1 morning line. And then to the inside of him, we got the number three reinvestment risk, who has finished second in his last two outings to Jackie's Warrior. Um, definitely cannot leave this one out for Chad Brown and the Clavaris Stables. And you get Irad Ortiz back in the saddle for the fourth time. This horse won on his debut by seven lengths, going six furlongs, then going seven in the hopeful grade one, finished second by five lengths to Jackie's Warrior. And then last time out, lost by five, uh, two lengths, sorry. And then lost by five lengths last time out in the grade one champagne. So, I mean, he's been right in the thick of things. Has I think he could go the mile and a 16th, definitely. Uh, but we shall see what happens there. Another horse to keep in mind 
is the number six, keep in mind. Comes in here for the Robert Dipitorio Barn. Robert Dipitorio does a very good job. Ed's blink is on today. Last time out going a mile and a 16th, finished second, only lost by three lengths to essential quality. And he he wasn't done. I mean, he he was driving. He was driving, coming down the stretch. They had the blinkers on, ran over the surface, ran this distance. And it's two for two and the money with two seconds. At 30 to one morning line. If he goes off at 30 to one, I'm definitely playing him. I mean, that, that's a no-brainer. You got David, Co- uh, you get Jose Ortiz in the saddle today too. I like that move. Um, and then a couple more I like in here. You got Baffert, the number eight class there, comes in here for the Baffert barn. One time out in a main special eight, one by four lengths, 78 buyer. Only a field of nine in there. Didn't really beat anyone that good, but it is Bob Baffert. I did like this, the number nine sitting on go, coming here for Del Roman's barn, coming off of two nice victories. But the only thing is this, this horse is a one run go. I mean, he needs a hot, fast pace up front, I think, to win this race, to close on. Because he's a closer. He's a one-runner. Um, he just sits back and closes coming around the turn. But he has done very well. And I think the mile on the 16th will only help him. Has been trading well, I think, over at Churchill Downs as well. So I think this horse definitely has a shot. And then the number 10, Dreamer's Disease, comes in here for the Robert DiPittorio Barn. Another horse that he has in here. And David Cohen actually stays aboard this one. I'm not sure if he chose to stay on this one or if they just gave Jose Ortiz a saddle on the number six. I think they gave Jose the saddle on the number six. Keep me in mind. I think this horse is very good. Gets the blinkers on. But the 10's not that bad. 10 ran last time. Um, turf to dirt. Um, an OCS 75K. One by four lengths with Cohen aboard. Cohen is their go-to rider. And is two for four with two wins. So knows how to get in that winning circle. And then number 11 is next. Comes in here for the Wesley Ward Barn. And is coming off a big victory. In over at key, over this course. Going a mile and a 16th when it was taken off the turf. And an allowance of 70,000. Taking it gate two wire. Winning by 11 lengths. With Corrales aboard that day. Corrales has been on this horse the last two outings. And won on him both times. And he has been running very well for the Wesley Ward Barn, who actually, you know, he rides horses for him in the morning, but also now has been getting a lot of mounts from other trainers and has been running very well over at Kentucky. So definitely keep an eye on the number 11 at 15 to 1 for Wesley Ward, 1 for 1 over the surface, and 1 for 1 going this distance, and 2 for 3 lifetime with some early speed. And the connections are fantastic. And then to the outside... Um, uh, I mean, the 13 comes in here for the Michael McCarthy barn, comes off for a mile and a 16 over at Santanina, finished second in the American Fowl grade one, lost to get her number. I mean, ran okay there, took a big step forward, is definitely room for improvement, definitely room for improvement, has that outside post and should be closing. So if there's a hot early pace, definitely keep an eye on this one. This one definitely could close off the pace. But for the final nightcap, race number 10 on Friday's card. Also, too, Camp, Camp Hope coming on the inside is not bad. Comes in here for the Kenneth McPeak barn. Running a mile and a 16th first time out. Won by four lengths in a main special at 87. 69 buyer. But that was his first time out. I mean, a little geared down. But, I mean, that was first time out. There's definitely room for improvement. This two-year-old at a summer front. Um, you get Alvarado in the saddle for the first time. 
with Hernandez getting off to ride the number two King Ferry, who is actually another Kenneth McPeak horse, who is also coming off a victory, has ran his all three, all three of his races going a mile and a 16th, winning two of them. So he's got two gunslingers in the inside as well that could have a shot in here. So if Jackie Warrior is going off at seven to five in here, I mean, this Jackie's Warrior, not knocker. He's very good. He's very good horse. I just think that's a, it's a short price for a big field like this with a pretty good field in here. So I like, like I said, uh, I like a lot of them in here. I definitely have to take a look at them in the paddock and warm it up a little bit more. But I really do like the number three. I really like the number four, likable. The number five, definitely essential quality as well as the number six, keep in mind. I would definitely keep him in mind for a long shot pick in this race 10. All right, so that's it for Friday's um, Breeders' Cup races breakdown. Definitely keep tuned for Saturdays. And also check out our website, www.doublegracing.com, and you can email me at any time, any questions, want to get on the show, get involved a little bit more, have any questions on any other races, please reach out to me at any time at gerald.doublegracing.com. Everyone have a great night. Be safe. Really looking forward to this Friday for the start of the Breeders' Cup weekend.